How much is too much flexibility in relationship? At what point do you go from being a yoga mat, where flexibility and resilience is sexy, to becoming a doormat, where you're just getting walked all over? Today, we're talking about the difference between being kind and being a nice guy. Chap, yeah. I know we've had some convo around this before, but that whole nice guy pose, that people pleaser pose, where, where is it that guys are just not understanding when I'm trying to communicate to them? That there is a difference between being kind and being a nice guy, nice guy. Uh, I feel like there's always this dissonance where they're like, I am a nice guy. Like I'm showing up in the world as a good person and I'm a nice guy. Yeah, that's fabulous, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the part that comes on, puts a mask on, and plays this people pleaser who has no needs, is, in, is completely a selfless part, you know, and just decides that they're going to love the world unconditionally and serve others before they care about their own needs. And that's just not human, and it's not honest. I think a lot of guys get lost thinking that that's the way that they're supposed to be in order to win over uh, people in their lives. Yeah, well said. Because that's kind of the the, the initial thought that that you you know we want to convey is is that when we when we say the nice guy, we don't mean you know, you show up when you're supposed to, you take your little sister to baseball practice. We don't mean that. What we're talking about is the doormat type of guy. And when you touched on it, you know, I, I do this for these people, and I do that for these people. And, and we're starting to talk about the doormat guy. Nobody, like you said, nobody does it out of pure pureness. There's always something going on. And you mentioned this in, 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 in another manner was the pseudo consciousness. And I want you to please get to that, uh, and and what, to touch on what you just said is no one's that guy that you were talking about. Nobody is this ultra selfless. You're this lone selfless element in the world, and and if and I guess the question maybe you should ask yourself is: Are you, are you a Buddhist monk? Because then that would make some sense. But I don't think you are. I hear a lot of people saying that they don't want credit for the things they do in yeah, life right, too, and I right. think that's all part of the same deal. A lot of times that person begins building resent because they give so much and they, you know, do so much for others, but they don't feel like they're getting the same thing back. And that's largely because they have this underlying belief that they're not allowed to have needs. And this personality type gets built, which by the way, this is one, this is a part of my personality that I'm still working through and probably will be my whole life, that people pleaser mode where I have this belief, or we have this belief that from a young age, we have to serve others, especially our, you know, young, uh, when we're young, it's our caregivers. And we have to do for them in order to make them feel like we're acceptable and so that we can believe that we're not going to be abandoned, we're, we're going to be wanted, we're going to be, uh, you know, protected by our tribe. And it's a really important uh, reason that we start creating this personality type it's out of protecting ourselves. It's out of a survival mode. But as we grow into adults and we grow into hopefully very more conscious adults and mature adults, we start recognizing where we're actually getting really upset and we're not even sure why anymore. We're getting friend zoned over and over. We're getting, you know, these patterns start popping up in our life where we're like, what is it that is creating the same feeling inside of me of resentment or a little bit of bitterness or some sort of anger 
at people around you because you just feel like they aren't going to ever show up for you in the way you want. They're never going to give you the respect that you want. They're never going to care about you in the way that you want. These are all signs and symbols that if you really sit with them, lead you back to where you've disowned that part of yourself that has any needs, which is a totally human, shame-free part of you that needs to be brought back online. And when we can do that, when we can realize that we do have needs, we have emotional needs that we need to first slow down and meet for ourselves, then we can go into relationships, friendships, work relationships, romantic relationships, and be able to articulate those needs and say, hey, I do have these things that I need met, or actually I am interested in having a relationship with you that's more than friendship. And we can become that confident, what I call consciously assertive person that we think we want, you know, that we've been trying to show up as, but we've had this like insidious little, little devil on our shoulder that's been pulling us back and starving us for what we really want, um, what we really desire and what, what needs we really need met. Yeah. And it's very, it, 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 the results can be very practical. And, you know, you, you have, if you're the, this doormat nice guy, the results can be, you know, any, any at all across the spectrum, but one, one could be you only attract people that are going to use you because you're the quote nice guy. Uh, you're you're only going to you're, you're you know you're only you're not going to attract anybody. Maybe that's a result. You're going to attract just completely wrong people that you're not mm-hmm. interested in. Um, you're gonna or, or what you could do in, in save more of a friendship world where you have you know guy and girlfriends. You might notice that people call you every time they need something because they know you're going to go and bend over backwards to help them. And then over time, you're like, why are these people texting me all the time? I mean, maybe, maybe you're the one that set up this, you know, set the stage for why they're now uh, texting you and asking you all, or, you know, calling whatever, always asking you for stuff because you were the people pleaser. And now you're paying the price for it because ultimately mm. you're going to pay for the, for the price for it. And you might, assuming you're not manipulating, consciously manipulating somebody by being ultra nice to them to get something out, like kids a lot of the time do, yeah. assuming you're not doing that, because that's another issue and we could talk about that, but assuming you're not doing that, how is the, have you ever had but a result? still, again, it's that we are manipulating from an unconscious place. Well, that, that you uh, agree. Yeah. agree. You're, you're, yes. And that's what I, we're yes. trying to you're decode, still, right? Because right, that's right. why when you go into uh, a friendship, a relationship, or, you know, you, you let's say you go on a date with a girl. Let's just break it down to a realistic scenario. Mm-hmm. You go on a date with a girl, and let's say you're this the nice guy. You know, you're really showing up for people more than they show up for you is how you look at it. And you really wish you did have the respect and credit you you think you deserve, but you just can't seem to get people to realize that about you, realize those good things about you. If we're getting really down to the reality of what's happening, when you're walking into that date and you're having this um, back and forth with this person who's a, 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 on the other side of the table from you, you're so desperately looking to be received and wanted in this moment that you're you're uh, being incredibly agreeable. You are finding any way to please this person in the moment, even if it means transgressing yourself, even if it means trespassing yourself, right? Because maybe what you're talking about isn't something that you actually agree with or you, um, you, know, you don't have needs around or something like that, but you're just 
pretending essentially. So even if you're doing that from a place of wanting to be nice, that's quite manipulative because you're just basically being dishonest. And that is an obvious energetic for whoever you're sitting across from. Even if you think you're doing the best job at hiding it and they can't even articulate what it is about you that is disingenuine, they don't necessarily want to sleep with you because they don't trust you 100% because you're not even being honest with your own self regarding what you need and what you want, what your desires are. So I want to get clear too. So this is, this is like really decoding this nice guy pose and why we do it and all that. And I think a lot of people jump as soon as I say, you know, we, we're, we're not any longer wanting to hold this nice guy pose and be this kind of wimpy, people pleaser, spineless guy. We want to be what I call consciously assertive. And people think that means jumping to the other extreme, and it absolutely doesn't. And in all of our conversations, it's always about finding that middle ground. The other extreme would be that narcissistic asshole who's like the macho jerk, and he's always, you know, being pushy with what he wants. He's being overly aggressive, thinking that what his needs are matter more than anybody else's needs on the planet. This is not what we're talking about. We're, no, talking, we're talking about, about conscious assertiveness. This is someone who lands somewhere in the middle where they realize that they have needs, that they have what I would call like a you know, healthy narcissism, which isn't the best term because the term narcissism is so demonized. But Well, it's very broad. It's very broad. But it's someone who realizes that they got to fill their cup up first before they can begin filling the cup of others, right? That's egocentric. I mean, that's a, that's another, you know, a lot of kids do that obviously and, and things no, like that. No, I'm talking about the consciously assertive person. Oh, well, what's this is the person who understands they need to fill their cup up first before they go filling the cup of others, to put it simply. Mm. And in order to get there, it's about getting conscious about what our needs actually are. First of all, taking the shame around, around having emotional needs away and then discerning which ones are the ones that we need to work on for ourselves and then whatever we need help with um, from the people in our lives in relationship to us, we need to be able to ask that articulately. And that might look like I'm looking for a relationship with someone, not just a friendship, and I'm interested in you. Are you interested in me? And that's not an asshole thing to do. That's mm -hmm. your honest truth. But if you're dating a girl, essentially, in your mind, and you're just trying to get her to know you, and y'all are playing friend zone, right? But in the back of your mind, you're constantly wanting her to decide that she's going to uh, you know, sleep with you one day or become your wife one day or something. And you're not being assertive with that truth. I think it, be, it literally comes off as dishonest, even if, it's, even if no one in, the, in that dynamic wants to even touch it and really dive into it because it's uncomfortable for both people. It's apparent in the energetic in the room. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, I think of it in, in, in you know, maybe, maybe I'm, you know, when we talk a lot of times I'm, I'm receiving what you're saying. Sometimes I receive it a little bit, uh, a little different than sure. how you intend it. And that's fine or whatever. But so, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I'm receiving in, in my own brain is I look at it as we have negligence and we have intent. And if you're being just negligent about uh, your, people-pleasing manners, whatever your outcome is, maybe your outcome is to engage in a longer-term relationship with this person, and you're just being negligent on not really understanding or really caring much about that you're not understanding your needs first and that you're mm -hmm. putting her needs first, but it's really just so you get your needs met, but your needs are somehow tied in. That is more negligent, but if it's intentional, 
And I, and you know it when you see the intentional is, you know it because intent would be like, I, I knew a guy and what he would do. And I was, I was like, Oh God, we'd be in college and he would go up. We'd be at a, a place, bar or whatever, not bar. That's a bad example, but it's somewhere. And he'd see a girl and he was always really good at this. And it would be like a bartender or some woman sitting next to him. And he would say something like, yeah. So like you, you go to school here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, duh. But he's like, you have school here. Yeah. What's your major? Oh yeah. Chemistry. That's really cool. And then it was always the same crap. It mm-hmm. was what kind of music do you like? Yeah, I like that stuff. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh God, it's so cheesy. She sees right through it. And and here's the thing. Okay, let's say you say, I really like whatever, heavy metal, okay? And you're and I and 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 you're like, yeah, I like that stuff. And then she's like, oh, well, like what? You know, you would be like, oh, what kind of bands? You'd ask and, and you'd be like, why do you like them? Because that's what you do because you try to see through it. But inevitably what happens is these girls are like, well, I like whoever. And, and she'll, oh, and then there's a concert coming. And now you got to go sit through that. <laughs> and if you don't like it, now you're like, and she wonders why you don't want to keep going to these concerts with her. You set it up, dude. You did it. You know, and you made your bed and you get a lie in it. And, and we'll get into a little bit about some experiences that I've had myself in yeah. that. Because this is really true stuff here. And, unfor- and, and that's what I'm saying. When you're negligent about right. it. Right. And when I would use the word transgress, you know, trespass. When you're trespassing yourself, it's the negligence is when you're not identifying the fact that you actually are being un you're being out of alignment with your personal truth. You don't mm-hmm. fucking like that band. And you're allowed to say that. You don't have to people please in that moment, right? right? You're allowed to say, oh, that's cool that you like that, but I'm actually more into country music. I don't know if I can remember. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's, let's talk about that. And then I want to get to your stories as well. Let's talk about the transgressions because I think this is a really good way for people to start yeah, but tell, can, can you Let's back up real quick. What do you mean by, but when you say transgression, right. because when I hear trespass, that has intent and you yes. go on somebody's property without their permission and you touch it and there's, because I'm a lawyer and that's how we think. So when you use these terms, I'm like, wait, does she mean this way or right. that way or this yeah, way? Is this legal explain. trespass, civil trespass? So yeah, talk about what do you mean by when you say transgress? Because I think... I'm merely dismissing the actual fact and I'm just subverting it to go here. That's how I hear it. But what do you, yeah. what do you mean by that? So transgression and even in like biblical terms, they would say sin, right? I haven't this read is, the Bible, just so you know, but this go ahead. Is, this is the idea of what I'm saying is it's in, it's in our it. language out there in the world okay. for forever. And, and another word for transgression would be trespass. So sin, trespass, transgression, whichever way you want to look at it. Right. But essentially, there's three types of transgression that we want to keep in mind for this conversation. And it's you transgressing another person, right? What do, yeah, but what does that option. mean? So you making an act on another person that is out of alignment with them. So crossing their boundaries, okay. crossing them okay. in some way, okay, crossing them, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, crossing. Okay. The other... Transgression would be another person onto you, right? Crossing your boundary okay. lines. And then the third would be you transgressing yourself, you crossing yourself okay. some way, okay. you doing something that's not in alignment with your truth, right? Okay. Got it. Okay. okay. So, and it's really important that we start decoding where we're doing that. But the only way we can really start getting serious about that and clear about it is when we start taking stock of what we actually need. So that's what, you know, led us to this in this conversation and then formulating actual boundaries around it. And boundaries is kind of that one of those terms too, where it's hard to understand what the hell we're talking about when we're saying it uh-huh. in this philosophical sense, I guess. Yeah, because we come from different worlds here sure. and that's kind of the point. And this is why we designed it this way is because I have a certain set of operating instructions and so do you. And some we talk, we have to figure out where these actually make sense and align. And then we, deploy. yeah, we're figuring out the right. language along with the, the, the viewers. 
So it's good that you're, you're asking these questions because it is something that needs to be really understood, explained, and then hopefully transition into everybody's language little by little so that they can uncode this stuff with themselves. You know, in this generation, it's so much about labeling and we get a lot of flack for that as millennials. But the beauty of labeling is if you don't so deeply identify with it that you can never let it go. As long as it's accurate, though. It's got to be accurate. It's got to be accurate. Right? The problem the, is the millennials like to dislabel label uh, things incorrectly. But right? we have to try stuff on. You know, we have to see something and go, oh, yeah, that does resonate with me. So, okay, I can take this label and I can say this is what I'm doing, you know. So in this situation, if you notice yourself having a feeling of bitterness or resentment, this is a great indicator this is the indicator I would tell anyone to look out for. Resentment or bitterness towards someone or something. That is an indicator that you are being transgressed. And that is a, and that means either you're transgressing yourself by allowing it to happen, which is a, a thing that definitely happens most often. Otherwise known as screwing yourself. Screwing yourself. Yeah. People pleasing, which yeah. means you know, going your, too yeah, far. Right. Right. Yeah, people pleasing sounds innocent too, right? But we're right. saying it in the way that it becomes toxic because now you're you're hurting yourself and you're doing it in a weird, like kind of manipulative way. Right. And I just want to, just as a derail real quick, we get, we start these personality types. Again, I consider myself a person who steps into that people pleaser mode as a default as well. We do this because it was important to do that for our survival at some point. Well, it, in worked. Our it worked. For, it, it worked. It either is working or it has worked. Yes, it worked. So, now it's about figuring this stuff out and filtering out what is no longer needed and no longer serving us. And, but, but we're not saying, right, hmm. let me clarify this. We're not saying you shouldn't please other people and you should be a people pleaser. We're not really saying that, but what we're talking, I mean, maybe- You shouldn't transgress yourself in order to please other people. That's yeah, what we're So saying. basically don't screw yourself exactly. to make somebody else happy. Exactly. Right. Okay, so, and, and an example of, of this is where it's practical uh -huh. is you do that. And you, that can have an outcome that's short-term positive for you. But sure. you might find yourself in a relationship and hopefully not a marriage where now you've got kids or you got to get a divorce and it's nasty and you're giving away all your money. You can't, this is a, I'm being, this is a sure. practical thing that is tangible. And it happens and over and over you did it to yourself. You effed yourself, buddy. Right. And, and that's, so let's share your story because I know that yeah, that's okay. where you're leading. So what happened, well- yeah, I mean, this just happens to be something where I do have experience personally where what she's talking about, what you're talking about has happened direct. Mm -hmm. I, it was my fault. So it's, it's out of immaturity, and I was young. And what happened is, is um, the, when I was in high school, the girls I were, was dating were way more intelligent, or at least highly intelligent or more intelligent than me at the least, okay? And so they kind of knew at least that my deal, like they could kind of figure me out and it worked, okay? And, but then, but then I met somebody uh, when, I was, when I was a little bit older, um, but not, not much older, who uh, was, was every check, kind of every checked every check. If you were designing a, a person, she checked a lot of these, right? Mm -hmm. And and if I put her on paper and you know showed pictures and whatever, oh man, I was, there you go. And you, you the name you put the list down and it's perfect, perfect on paper. Okay? Right. And the re, and so I was like, wow, you know, like smitten, whatever the word is. And so I start, I was doing the dance to like get her and uh, doing everything I could. I did every you know thing that I could think of to do this, and it worked. And I was a people pleaser to her, and I got her. 
And, and I, I did that. But, act, but after a while, you run out of steam and you can't, at least my, me, I ran out of steam and I couldn't keep doing it. Because mm. I'm like, this is exhausting and right. it's not- uh, you It's not genuine. No, because you grow, by the way, as a person, especially in your early, late teens, early 20s, into your 20s, you grow a lot. Yeah. And, and, you, I was, I, I, and you realize in that age, you know, especially frame, but even sometimes later for other people, that- you're suffering because you're not being your authentic self. And I think a lot of people hear authentic self and are like, oh God. But I didn't know what my authentic self was. Right, and you didn't even know you wanted to become that. Meaning meaning I had no intent. There was no intent there. I was merely... It was almost strict liability. So in legal sense, you have strict liability of negligence. You have, look, I'm not going to get into that. But the thing is, it was almost a strict liability standard, meaning like, I didn't know. It's like, okay, you have a dog in in the state of... This is not legal advice. I'm just stating something. If you have a dog in the state of Florida... And you don't get the one bite rule unless it's changed and I'm not aware of it, whatever. But you don't get the one bite rule where, oh, well, my dog hasn't bit somebody yet. So if he bites somebody, it's okay because I didn't know that he was going to bite somebody. So I can't really, but if he bites somebody, then I have the one bite rule and then I should know. It's not like that. It's strict liability. You should know that your dog is a dangerous animal with its teeth. You know, there's some, that are, and, if, and if he gets out or she gets out and she bites somebody and chomps him, guess who's in trouble? Right, so that's more strict liability. So I guess what I'm saying, I was more operating under strict liability. I didn't know, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't really negligent because I just didn't know. You know, if you're negligent, you kind of have an idea, but I didn't know at all. So I should have known, but I didn't. So then so what, how did you grow through that? So what happened is I just grew naturally and, and it just grew naturally as a person. You know, I got a, a you know, more advanced degree. I was, I was hanging around a lot more women who I was like, wait a second. So these girls are really cool and I'm really good friends with them. And I could definitely see myself entering and they're really fun. And we, and I'm not even trying with them or just buddies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. And then it started eating into my brain. Right. And it was exposure to a lot of other women because now, you know, I'm in college and in law schools, exposure to a lot of other women that I started realizing these are smart women. And, you know, and, and my ex was very intelligent, like I said, and, 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 and the whole thing. And what I noticed is I was I had been pleasing her for so long that she was that she used she was used to it she desired it and and she became the manipulative one to where and you were a enab- you I realized enabled it. you were oh, enabling it was all it. me yeah well, it that, wasn't all you of course it takes two two to tango right but you can only take responsibility for what you can work on what you, what's your side of the street and what you can change right so right right and so that's a, a, exactly so but I started realizing it, and then I'm like oh. You know what I mean? I'm like, maybe, and I'm not saying, oh, maybe it was all me. Cause I'm not at that time. I was like, yeah, she's, you know, bad. And this is that, but she felt I was the problem too. And sure. so then what happened is, is, um, you know, luckily, luckily the, the, the iron curtain was, was raised the veil, the was veil lifted. of like stupidity or innocent, whatever, innocent, whatever it was. And then I was like, now, if I stay in this relationship, I am now actively participating in the ruse. Mm. And now I am committing a, I am now have intent and I, it's no longer negligent. Right. I have full intent. I'm now, if I keep doing this, especially, if, especially if you go out and have an affair, you're now really taking that and you're the, the, the a-hole. So now you've recognized it. You're conscious of this situation right. and now you're conscious of 
where you're transgressing whole, no, yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and where like, she's wow. transgressing you. And I had a good friend that. of mine, uh, and, and he knows who he is, but I had a couple, two good friends of mine. One was, an, one was an attorney, one was not. Or one was in law school with me. He's an attorney now, but whatever. And they were really good. One of them was a little more bull by the horns, and he knew, he knew I hope he watches because I love this guy. And he real more, I wish I'd talked to him more, but he was more bull, so call me. He was more <laughs> bull by the horns, and he was more like, She's not good for you. She sucks. Here's why. You need to do this. You'll be much happier without her. And da 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 da. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The honest guy. And then, and then the other guy was the lawyer. Now is a little more diplomatic about it. And but it was both the same messaging. And I'm like, God, you're right. You trust these guys, and they're telling them. you because they, they love you. On yeah. the other side, here's what happened. Mm. My this mother. This is, by the way, you know, we talk about having a brotherhood so often because you need people in your life you right, can it's trust. Gotta be the right kind. Yeah, yes. it's got to be the right kind of brotherhood, and you'll know who. They yes, are, definitely. Right? You know they are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't join a <laughs> no crappy brotherhood. Satanic cult. I don't. No, know. don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. So then so basically what ha- basically what happened is is they were they were giving this message. So then I started doing something about it, and I was like, okay. At the time, there was some some self help things that were early on in, the, in this world, and I was like engaging in that. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, whatever. And anyway, then I would tell the only other person that I trusted and that was my mother. Well, unfortunately, I want to go, but unfortunately, my mother kind of started subverting what I was doing. And then I detected that. So then when I so act- then this is beautiful because now you're another layer deep, right? Yeah, Which is so fascinating deeper. because and it was my, and we I'm always attract that- partners who reflect our our caregivers yep. of the opposite sex. That's it. And so it's fascinating that your mother was this extra layer that came in with. and almost interacted in the similar way where she was pissed now that you're not going to be the person you've been, the good little boy, the people pleaser you've been all along. And she's upset. And now you're like, Triggered as I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. And now I'm back on the defensive, and, and I'm like, you're you. you're about to you know spin off into transgression land where you start transgressing, you know, trespassing yourself again, trespassing screwing trespass- myself, so, screwing yourself, so right? And that and that's why I'm gonna every time you say that I'm thinking screwing yeah. myself because I don't <laughs> use these big terms uh, unless they're trade terms. But what screwing but, yourself can be taken also a lot of different yourself, ways. Yes, but we know <laughs> what I'm talking about. So. Um, but but yeah, so so what ended up happening is the net the result was awful because now I've got to like force basically like initiate a divorce, mm-hmm. which anybody that's done that, we all know that's not fun. And if you haven't done it yet, it's not fun. And then what happens is is luckily we didn't have kids. So that was very I had the foresight. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. I got I was smart on yeah. that one. And despite my mother harassing me to have kids, and I was like, that wasn't helping. So then luckily I met a, a woman. And uh, that was all good. So, but, um, yeah. but yeah, when in retrospect now, what you see is you see you are part of the problem, some varying degrees of it, and uh, you reaped what you sowed and you made your bed and you lie in it and we can keep going on and on this stuff. But the thing is, is yes, you might pull off a coup. You might not be, you not might make it not into the friend zone or might avoid the friend zone and you might pull this off and you might get this girl and it might be awesome, but watch out, buddy, because if you, if you're run out of steam or if you know that's not really you and you can't pull it off, you're going to be, you're done hurting. You're going to be hurting and you're either going to pay a little bit now or you're going to pay a lot later. Right. And that's usually how this ends up. Right. And I we paid a lot later. Short-term suffering versus long-term Pennywise, suffering. Pennywise, dollar foolish. Yeah. There's all sorts of things, right? So, yeah. And I think it's just to, to bring it all full circle. Let's get more back intellectual. Let's turn over to Mercedes. <laughs> no, I love the <laughs> real life circumstances that you can share with us, you know, of, of going through a scenario where you 
were able to recognize that this was no longer jiving. And I think it's really true that as we get older and, you know, we call in a lot of the same partners, we do a lot of the same old patterns, it gets more and more painful and we have to pay attention to it because- well, what are some, some point, red flags? Because let's well, come up with a Well, the screaming of our- inner voice, essentially, which comes through usually looking like bitterness, resentment, uh, rage, you know, things that pop out where we're like, wow, my reaction to that situation was not really reasonable from an adult standpoint. That's a really good indicator that we need to be looking at that little voice that's telling us, you're transgressing me, motherfucker. Pay attention. This is not in alignment with your truth. This is not in alignment with your authentic self. We need to have a little powwow internally and figure out what our needs actually are. And you're doing yourself a big service here. And this is very practical. This isn't some long-term, okay. I mean, you can do this in a moment, but also you might be doing this for a lot of moments for the rest well, of your you should, life. You should, you I should, hope, you yeah. should, as you grow. And then it becomes kind of muscle memory and yeah. you don't really don't worry about it anymore, but it becomes habit, right? Yeah. But, you were, you just don't have to stand so long in the worry. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know similar, how to move through it. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm telling, I'm telling my little friend, uh, this, my, my son all the time. And I'm saying, listen, don't, and I'm, again, I'm telling him stuff that I don't want to happen to him because I learned from experience. And, uh, because that's sometimes the only way people can learn or the best way people can learn. And in my case, I hope it's the latter uh, because I learned. But what, okay, so some other red flags, like you know when you're in the relationship, right? And you got there through something that maybe was was you being the people pleaser or the, the doormat, um, you know, I, I, it's only gonna, it's only gonna end in a few different ways and none of them are good. Right. No, well, even if you get it, if first of all, if you, you lucky get enough into to get the relationship, lucky enough, well, you're really unlucky. You're you unlucky because yeah. it's not authentic. So it's almost like a, a self, it, it's almost, it, it's self-sabotaging and it's so sad to figure that out one day, but it also, but it's also the wor- it's also the best thing. It's the best worst thing ever because you're like yeah, so true. sad because you have to shed that identity true, and it's true. fucking hard. Yeah, but but I guess in a way it's self-correcting and the way mm-hmm. in a way it's self in a way in a way the way it's self-correcting. If you allow yourself to feel, if you do not if you do not start getting all those painful feelings we're talking about that happen whenever you're being transgressed or transgressing yourself, screwing yourself as you would say. Right. And you listen to that inner voice that shows that only shows up, by the way, through fucking pain, right? It shows up through struggle. It shows up through the stressors of your life. If you listen to that voice and you slow down with it and you actually feel what's going on so that it can tell you, bro, you are fucking pretending that you want to do this shit and this is not what we want to do. This is not right. in alignment with our truth. Well, I guess what I'm saying by self-correcting is this. What I'm saying is you're acting the, the doormat and she's like, not interested, friend zone, good, Good, because because you now have been displayed to you. Mm-hmm. That girl was not right for you because you're acting like that. No, you're not right for you. That's what you're displaying. Yeah, but my point is it was yeah. a message that was external. And the external message it's was, it. I'm not interested in you. Yes. If and, you're seeing- and now you need to look at yourself and be like, why? Maybe because I was being a doormat. So the, what I'm saying is, yes, you're not, yes, you're totally right. But what I'm saying is the message mm-hmm. came from an external source. Right. But again, we're putting the power outside of us ourselves whenever we're saying solely, you're not right for me. So I'm just going to move on and keep being exactly like this. 
Because if we see it as a pattern in our life, then we know it's something we got to fucking think about about ourselves. Yeah, and it's like what well, you. And can, if you're acting as a doormat, right? Uh-huh. It's not going to feel good. So it's really. Yeah, but if you, assuming you know, you even know you're doing it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. The indicator and the signal that it should be very loud and clear is that when someone friend zones you. That's what I'm saying. And that's the it's external. not that this girl is. First of all, she's obviously not the right girl for you in this time because you got some fucking things to work out to align with whatever she's going got going on in herself. But it's that it's take that as a clear indicator to go figure out what you're actually want and need in your life. Because right now you're just trying to fucking people please and be the nice guy. And she's looking at that like, I'm sorry, but I do not want the penis of a spineless wimpy twerp in my vagina. And that's, and then you Thank need to, you. you need to understand that. And that's, yeah. that's critical piece of information you're hearing it, you from, you know, Mercedes, right. but what that's external, it's an external message. And what, but what, here's what I think the young guy's reaction is going to be to that. I don't know. I just want to be in a relationship with somebody who's cool or pretty or whatever. That's what I want. That's what they're going to say. And then I guess the question is to somebody younger, I'm not mm-hmm. saying somebody older wouldn't say that. Some people would. But to somebody younger who's 21 years old and says, I don't know, I just want to be in a relationship with a pretty girl and I just want to hook up and I want to have fun with her. And I want to go you know, travel or whatever. I want to, that's what I want. So, mm-hmm. and they're, then that's their, that's their goal. Keep and owning s- yourself. That, right, but that's, agreed. But that's their, what they're going to say is, I know what I want and that's what I want. Oh yeah, because they're super, they have not slowed down with themselves. Uh, yeah, right, right. They're surface level. I mean, this is, yes, yeah, so that sounds fucking great, but do, okay, tell me again what you want. Tell me that list again, just not you, but this 21 year old just pretend. Well, the list is, I just want to be with somebody. I want her to be pretty. I want her to make me laugh and I want to travel with her. Okay, great. What if she's also a serial killer? Is that okay Okay with you? No, it's not. Okay, so right. now we're getting a little deeper. Now, what if she's a narcissist? Yeah, but that's the thing. How are you, you got to detect that, right? You got to detect <laughs> But you got to first understand about yourself and work out the kinks in yourself. So how do we make a deployable or Here the rule is don't date until you're 40. <laughs> no, how about don't date or don't, I shouldn't, I, I don't want to say don't date because I think we uh, right. work no, out a lot of this to. stuff of in relationship. It's right, yeah, right. Uh, I would say, Date with the concept in mind that when you feel triggered and when you feel resentful or bitter, if you're the if you identify kind of as I'm a nice guy, then this is for you. Watch for those moments of feeling resentful or like I never get credit for that, or why isn't she respecting me, or why don't I get the the love I deserve, or you know people just they just never get me. I'm just I'm just. People don't understand me. All that resentful bitterness, all those things are indicators that you are trespassing yourself. You are screwing yourself, as you would say it, chap. And you need to really take a look at where you're doing that. And I can guarantee you that it is where you are not taking into consideration your emotional needs. You are believing that you are not allowed to have those because that's what you were well, kind of Well, or you don't know that, or again, you're, there is no negligence and there is no intent. You just don't know enough to know what your emotional you don't, needs no, are. No, absolutely. First of all, if any of these people who might relate to what I'm talking about knew, if I knew when I was in a, interacting as this really people pleaser mode, right? If I knew 
that that's what was going on, I would have fucking changed it because it was causing me pain. Yeah, you fixed it. Being bitter, resentful, and contemptual, and feeling unrespected, feeling non-heard, feeling unacknowledged, those are painful-ass feelings. No one wants to stay in that. So, of course, if they're conscious of it, they're going to change it. Well, you have to experience it because one of the ways people learn is to experience And the thing is, is like, if I went to, because I'm dealing with this, I go to a 10th grader and I say, listen, grades are important. Mm -hmm. And when I was in 10th grade, I'm like, Okay, sure. But internally, I didn't understand it. Even though people were telling me they were and they're telling me why, I'm mm -hmm. doing that to my guy. I'm like, listen, you know, grades are, here's why. Because, you know, I go through the whole thing. And I'm trying to educate why it's important. But the fact of the matter is until you fundamentally, internally understand why, you're not going to self-motivate. The motivation is going to have to come externally. So I guess, so there is right. an age where you should be able to understand that grades are important. And there's also an age where you don't understand that grades are important. For some people, they learn grades are important earlier. And those people become successful or they become get into college they want or whatever. And then some people, unfortunately, do not realize that academics or learning or whatever it is is not a means a the, the good means to an end until later. And so the thing is, there is an age where you're probably just too young to understand that you are a doormat or you're not a doormat or this is why you're getting friends and you're not getting friends. Because certainly, they're, they're, like I think uh, some people that I know that are younger don't have the, a mental or the experience or whatever to understand that yet. But then there's people that are older guys that if they keep doing that, it's like, dude, there's Wake something maybe you need to. So what in your, in your people that have been coming to you, you know, what did you see a, a similarity and there's a correlation between an age group where it's like, yeah, they, they maybe just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, it's not even an age group because this is broad. This can be just until you decide that it's so painful that you have to fucking look yeah, at it. Yeah, but the way to find that out again, it's kind of like if you're a bad driver, okay, and you're driving down the road and somebody's like, you know, your mom or your brother's like, you know, you need to slow down or you need to speed, whatever. And then um, and then maybe, okay, so that's a little indicator. And then you've gotten a couple honks. Like, oh, I'm not honking. But if you're too busy listening to the music, you don't care. But then you get in a wreck, guess what? The wreck, especially if you're at fault and whatever, then you're like, maybe I'm not a good driver. How, so here we know when we know when we need to look at each ourselves, and and that is maybe when it's too late, when you've got friend zoned or you're in this marriage for too long, and you've been, and now you're in a divorce. But then too early would be like you have never been in a relationship, you don't even know anything about any of that. You know, maybe you need to get through a couple relationships to understand. Oh yeah, I see now. And that could be 19 years old. I mean, it could be young. Yeah, I think you're trying to overthink the age thing in this situation. No, it's, it's not an age thing. It's an experience thing. And the older you are, the more experience you have. Mm -hmm. Wherever it happens for you, at whatever age, if you're feeling that struggle of this does not feel good, there's parts of your relationship that don't feel good, then it's time to look inside and figure out what's going on that you're allowing to happen and take responsibility for changing what you need to change on your end so that you either don't, you know, you aren't participating in that relationship or you're participating in that relationship but holding your standards of your needs that need to be met, your boundaries around those needs in place so that you have a spine suddenly, so you're not the nice guy wimp anymore, and so that you're being this conscious, assertive individual who knows himself well enough to stand up for himself, because that is the woman, uh, the man that the woman wants to respect and surrender to. She cannot relax or feel trusting to a guy who does not understand himself to this degree. 
A hundred. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 and it, but, it, but in a way, I guess there are people though, that when we say something like, like you need to look, you know, at these things, it, 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 there are some people that might need to experience some problems in order to understand that. Right. But we're that, not talking to them because they wouldn't be watching the show. Right. Well, if I fail, I mean, I'd watch your show and I failed. You know, that's well, what I'm saying. Sure, now you I know can why. For sure right. be failing at this over. I mean, like I said, I know this shit back and forth and it's still a part of my life to right. this day. And I'll probably struggle with it for a very long time because it has been something with me since I was a very young child. That's like, you know, where we started the show is how this gets ingrained in us and patterned into us. It's a deep groove. And in order to replace a groove or rewrite an old story and an old pattern, we do a lot of reversal work, which is becoming conscious of it in the ways that we do and watching when we get activated, triggered, resentful, all these things that we've discussed already. And now that we have that mindfulness on board, we get to go, ooh, okay, instead of just getting reactive mm -hmm. and doing the people pleaser dance that I normally do or doing the avoidance, avoid avoid dance where I, I just go numb out so I don't have to feel the uncomfortable feeling of being friend zoned again or whatever that feels like whatever the symptom is, we slow down with it and we actually look at it like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? You know, mm -hmm. what is my inner compass there trying to show me? Because I'm in pain again and I don't want to keep fucking doing this pain to this degree because it sucks. So instead of numbing out this time, instead of trying not to feel because we're blaming somebody else, instead of blaming right. someone else, it must just have been her taking responsibility finally for our part in how our life unfolds. We are not the fucking victim to our lives. We are the creators of it. We are the ones who get to grow through the painful situations. That's growing pains. That's the way that we grow is by having these painful indicators come up and show us where we need to start looking inward and growing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, that's it in a nutshell, I think, for today's episode. You guys know what to do. I hope this one was... Uh, shed some light for you. I hope this resonated and I'd love to know about it in the comments. As always, share with someone who might need to hear it and you can click through the links below to send us, uh, subscribe, uh, comment, connect, all the things. We do this every week. Catch us again next week. And we are reminding you as always, you already are. <laughs>